2: Alright, welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the plot of thunder and rock and roll. It's time for that much appreciated, always anticipated Duff McKagan joke of the week.
1: Chris Jericho, Duff McKagan calling. Uh hope you're doing well. Of course. Hey, listen, this uh, German guy. Uh, was walking down by this riverside, and uh, he sees this, it's freezing out, it's the winter, middle of winter, it's cold, uh, this dog jumps in the river, and is having trouble, because the river's so cold, the German guy, he jumps in, saves the dog, brings him up to the river, you know, bed, stream, side, whatever you call it, there's a woman there, the German guy says, gives the the woman the, the dog here yeah, yeah. and you you just dry him off and keep him warm and he's he he's going to be okay she goes wow are you a vet he goes vet i'm soaked thank you very much goodbye
2: <laughs> oh that's great <laughs> duff currently doing shows with chad smith and andrew watt backing up iggy pop as the losers Uh, before he goes to uh, Guns N' Roses land in Abu Dhabi in Europe and North America, the Power Trip Festival in Indio, California, headlining Friday night with Iron Maiden. Uh, Speaking of going back on the road, Fozzie's tour starts again tomorrow, Thursday, May 4th, in Los Angeles at the Regent Theater. We are co-headlining with Ugly Kid Joe. That's right. We are playing a 65-minute set every night. We're in Ventura at the Majestic Theater on Friday, May 5th. May 6th, we are in Phoenix at the KUPD Rock Festival. May 7th at the Hard Rock in Vegas. And May 8th, we are playing in Albuquerque, New Mexico. A lot more gigs following. We go to fozzyrock.com for all ticket information, all VIP info. We give you the best VIP uh, you could ever have. We uh, meet you, we greet you, we do a private little concert mini concert for you five songs a night so you will have a lot of fun hanging out with the foz and don't forget once again houston dallas oklahoma city kansas city green bay indianapolis turtle lake atlanta tampa Destin. So many great cities and venues before we close it out. June 5th, once again, in Destin, Florida. Once again, FozzyRock.com. Come check us out. All right. Today's show, I've reunited the guys from the WWF classic album, Clash. We did Pile Driver versus the wrestling album. Lance Storm, Brian Alvarez, and Big Vinny V. Four of us got together to do a Saturday night main event watch along. Big Vinny V chose the episode. You hear why he chose the specific one from 1987. So we break down the matches on the card, which include one of Bret Hart's first big singles matches against Macho Man Savage, Randy Savage, and a stinker of an opener between Danny Davis and George the Animal Steel. There's a great Hulk Hogan match, a run-in from Andre the Giant, and the main event between Hercules and Bam Bam Bigelow. And if you're wondering why Hogan would ever go before Bam Bam, we talk about that as well. We share some trivia about Saturday Night's main event and set the scene for what wrestling in the industry was like at this time in the late 80s. Before we hit play on the actual Saturday Night Main Event episode, we'll be watching on Peacock. We'll give you time to find it and queue it up as well. So let's do it. It's the Saturday Night Main Event watch-along right here, right now on Talk is Jericho. All right, so it's a big reunion here after the uh, critically acclaimed classic album clash of the wrestling album versus Driver, the fabulous four of uh, myself, my oldest friend of the business, Lance Storm, Brian Alvarez, and the illustrious Big Vinny V. Thank you, sir. We got to get that guy's voice. Is that, was that guy's voice from like Art Bell or something,
3: Brian? Bellator. He was the guy that did the uh, the stuff for Bellator. He lays into it,
2: Big Vinny V. It's amazing. But we decided we talked about this a couple months ago of doing a watch along for Saturday's main event, and and Big Vinny V has picked up this episode. I did not watch it first. I have no idea. Of course, I've seen it because I've seen them all, but I don't have any idea if I've seen it in 35 years or not. I have no idea what episode this is. I'm not sure if Brian or Lance do either, but the one that we've decided to do is from uh, November 28th, 1987. It's season three, episode five is how it's listed on Peacock. So everybody find that on your uh, on your computers. And Big Vinny V, you were actually there. It was in Seattle. Is that correct?
3: Yeah, if I may, before Vinny gets going here. Vinny and I went through all of the Saturday night's main event shows up and through about 1990. And so I have a whole bunch of notes from when we went over this the, the first time. Okay. And so before the show, I kind of was looking over my notes. And granted, when I watch it, I might might, I might think differently. But my first thought was, who chose this <laughs> Saturday night's main event and why? And now I know we can blame <laughs> you, Vinny. Why, thank you, sir. Why, it was Seattle, the first one you went to? Uh,
4: it was not quite the first WWF show I went to, but it was early. It was, it was one or two I went to before this. This was... A big deal because it wasn't announced as a as a taping. We oh wow. We showed up and uh yeah, and, and they taped this actually November, I got it right here. November 11th they taped it. It didn't air until the 28th, uh, which is two days after Survivor Series. The the inaugural Survivor Series in 1987, the very first one. So we get to the building. I had, I was 12 years and one month old, and I'm just ready for a standard show. You you go up the stairs to the concourse and you look into the arena and you see the next Saturday nights main event banner. And I Freaked. Mm. I was seeing an actual, real, honest to God television show. And that was a huge deal for me.
2: So they didn't advertise this as an SMME, sign of main event uh, taping.
4: If they did, 12 year old Vinny missed that advertising. He just knew that the, the World Wrestling Federation was coming to town with all the stars. I, they probably advertised the matches. I probably knew, uh, spoiler, that Hulk Hogan was wrestling King Kong Bundy. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I, 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 it was news to me there's going to be a television taping until I got there and saw the banners.
2: Well, I, I like the chemistry of the four of us, and maybe this is what my plan is. This could be an ongoing series of picking random Main Event uh, episodes to watch. So we could do a better one next time. <laughs> well, but the thing is, well, here's the thing, though, Brian. This is your the, your your biasness. I don't know what we're about to see, mm. so I'm excited, you know. And I want to ask uh, uh, you guys the significance of Main Event. Lance is almost the same age as me. He's a little bit older, a lot older. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk about how huge. Saturday Night's Main Event was in 1987 at 16, year 17. We're in high school. This was huge. This brought the whole school together, uh, in Winnipeg at least. What was Saturday Night's Main Event to you, and how
5: popular was it in your neck of the woods? For me, like I discovered WWF by Saturday Night's Main Event, and I literally stumbled across it. Mm. I was home alone on a Saturday night. Surprise. Probably no one <laughs> and I'm, I'm flipping channels as you are now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got a, a wife and a child here with me now, but again, it was, you said 87. So I would have been 18. I'm in high school and I stumble across this thing and it's just, it was the biggest crowd, hottest thing. I was just like, Oh my God, what is this? I was a wrestling fan, but I'd never seen WWF. It was big in our high school. Like, if you were at a party and there was actually a Saturday night's main event where I was at one at like 1130 or whatever time these things aired, it's like the music got turned down and the TV got turned on yeah. and everybody sit around drinking, but you'd watch Saturday night's main event. And then when it was over, they you turn the music back up. Like this was a big deal. And you know, you go to school and people at school would be talking about the Saturday night's main event yeah, because, and I think largely because of the tie in with MTV when it started and stuff, it's like, it was as far as high school kids went. It's like this was mainstream shit.
4: Yeah. Don't forget too, it's on NBC in the regular Saturday Night Live time slot, and this is the late '80s. Not everyone even had cable. Most people did, but not not everyone had it. So this was your 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 late night Saturday Night Television choice. This is really it. What was Saturday Night Live, and if wrestling was on, well, that's what everyone watched that week. This is a big deal.
3: Well, the other thing you have to think about is how big Saturday Night Live was. Yeah. And once every, however often it was, Saturday Night Live was preempted for wrestling. Yes. And this show we're going to watch is is 87. It's 1988 that we have the, uh, it's the main event, but it's the show with Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant that did 33 million viewers. Wow. For that show. 33 million viewers and if you have been following everything like the the monday night wars when wcw and wwe in the monday night wars were at their absolute peak both at the same time at their peak the biggest audience that they ever drew head to head on the same night was like 10 11 million people as the absolute peak of the monday night wars and this main event in 1988 did three times the number of viewers for a main event show with Hulk Hogan and Andre the giant 33 million Americans watch that show. It's not a BS WWE number. That's a real number that watched that show.
2: And to put that in perspective in 2022, 23, I think the super bowl will probably draw like that level, 33 million, 35 million. It's insane. And, And what Lance was saying, just to piggyback, because when you're a kid, like, you know, you really don't have anywhere to go and you're just starting to, my daughter's having now, like it's a Saturday night. You're not old enough to go out to the bar, yeah. but you're old enough to have people like, okay, you can have your friends over, like whatever, there's boys and there's girls, whatever's going on. What we would do is watch Saturday Night Live. That would be the thing. And if you could sneak in a six pack of beer or whatever, and you go sit next to the girl that you liked. But it was once a month from what I recall. And if it wasn't once a month, it was once every six weeks where that Saturday Night Live would be preempted for Saturday night main event. And it was the same. Everyone would go over to whoever's house it was that week. And it's like, there's no SNL this week. There's no Martin Short and Harry Shear and Christopher Guest in that year. It was getting Saturday's main event. So everybody was into it. Like even the, the hot chicks that wore Roots shirts and were into, <laughs> you know, Duran Duran or whatever it was, they were watching Hogan versus Bundy. And all the rest of us – so it really was kind of a – it was a cultural phenomenon. And I think if people now that weren't alive back then or weren't, like, integrated into social circles don't really understand it. it really was part of the cultural zeitgeist. It's Saturday Night Live. Okay, this week is Saturday event. event Now we're watching wrestling. Come on, guys. So it was really kind of a cool moment because I was a wrestling fan anyways. But this was my moment to, like, show the mainstream people – That wrestling was pretty cool.
5: And it's a situation that like can't even happen anymore because of so many options. Like you say, it's like the world was smaller back then. You got your group of friends together at whoever's house. And it's like, you had the choice of like six or 10 channels. Yeah. yeah. You you, you weren't going to be, you know, stream yarding with your friends online. You weren't going to be chatting on social media. It's like you had like Vinny says, we didn't have cable. You had four channels. So it's like everybody got together.
4: We're all old enough to remember there was a time when you would, if you couldn't sleep, you woke up at 2 30 and you would turn on the TV and you would just get a test pattern. <laughs> Television just ended at a certain point. This is this is, this is what the world was then. And,
2: then. and then at some point it changed to infomercials.
4: Yeah, which is it would just be like
2: hour long commercials, right? Yeah, yeah. A quick history lesson was Saturday night main event was Dick Ebersall, who at the time there's a five year span where Lauren Michaels was not the boss of uh, sign it live. Similar to the six month span that Vince McMahon was not the boss of WWE, <laughs> but well, that's another podcast. But so Dick Ebersall took over sign live, which is insane. Cause Dick was a sports guy and he's the guy that brought in Martin short, Christopher guest, Harry Shearer, Billy crystal, because he wanted to make it. He's like, this is like a sports team. I'm bringing in some hot free agents in the meantime. And in between time, kudos to Ed Whalen for that one. Dick and Vince decided to put on this uh, wrestling extravaganza every six weeks or whatever it was in place of Saturday Life. So Ebersole was actually running SNL and Saturday's main event. He was the Saturday night, 10.30 guy. And so at 10.30, this show would come on. So this was a Dick Ebersole, D- uh, Vince McMahon co-production. And for Trivia Fiends, their next co-production did not do as well, which was the XFL, the original XFL. If you guys remember when Vince started the XFL 2.0, there was a rival league. Was it called the American Football League or something like this? It was just a couple of years ago, pre-pandemic. Oh god, what the hell was it? Was it the AFL? There was there was another one. And that was run by Ebersol's kid. Yeah. So there's a lot of Ebersol McMahon tie-ins with this whole thing.
4: So that, that that league also failed and did not finish its season either. It did so
0: not. there you go.
2: We're going to get this started, so if you guys want to watch along with us, go to Peacock, go to WWE, click on it, and there, uh, type in a, a sign in, it's Saturday, it'll come up. This is from November 28th, 1987, and we're going to start it.
3: Oh, man. It's
2: pretty crazy, right? It sure is. <laughs> we're going to okay. start it right now. And, and, and once again, some of us know what we're seeing, some of us don't, but this is kind of the golden years of the original WWF expansion Kicking it off with the amazingly great Randy Macho Man Savage. Here we go, guys. So this is kind of the uh premiere of what's going on. This
3: guy needs to take an astronomy class. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
4: <laughs> but it's so the highlight reel here is uh Oh, there's Hoggy talk, Man smashing Savage with the guitar.
3: Yeah. That was such a huge angle, but Elizabeth always looked so worried. <laughs> she was married to Randy. What do you think? Well, I <laughs> know that, but she like every insane. time you ever see her, she's got that look on her face like, uh I loved Bundy. He was classic pro
5: wrestling to me. Just the, if you weren't the big muscle head, you had to be Bundy to me. Loved Bundy. <laughs> B- long live Bundamania how f- <laughs> <great>. <laughs> I just like the graphic behind him where they took the straps
4: of a thing that and merge it into the King Kong letters I also love the Hulkster at this
2: point in time where you have like one part of his head band over his eye like a pirate patch yeah. now he's got like kind of like a, uh a, like western like a, like fringe. A hi- hippie beads fringe. <laughs>
5: like <laughs> and dude the guy is <laughs> just massive like this is the Hogan that we all knew and loved. although this is where i get sad because this isn't the actual theme from the time they can't use obsession they can't use obsession so they use this is the theme they switched to on that february main event with hogan and andre and then they used it after that but at this point it was still obsession and it's like i love that song which would be bam 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 bam
3: I started watching when they used this theme, and so now I look back at these themes. And I'm happy they used this. No, because be, no. be
2: Saturday Night's main event to be like, bam, yeah, you gotta an the,
3: the animation song,
4: the animation, yeah, that, That's it. Yeah, yeah. Hey there, we are
2: Pacific Northwest, land of the tall trees, the trees and the taller men.
4: men. <laughs> Dude, that's the
2: that's the building you worked yesterday. Is that the key arena slash? Yeah. Oh, it's amazing.
4: Seattle center Coliseum. I don't think that's the- there was the Coliseum at the arena. I think, think the guys is-
2: asked this question, yeah. just the bottom of interim Vincent man, the greatest commentary team of all time.
4: No, no, come on for a show like this. Th- th- this is not a, this is not king of sports. This, this is uh this is the circus man. And it is hard to, it's hard to top these for this. I wouldn't want uh I wouldn't want Gordon Soly calling Saturday Night's main event. That okay, would work no, as well. No,
3: no,
2: no. You, you want this is the circus. I grew up in Winnipeg, Canada. I never heard Gordon Soli's voice ever to this day. I don't give a f- about Gordon Soli <laughs> Jesse the Body and Vince McMahon are the greatest uh, commentary team of all time. Yeah, I, I don't know if I could ever call them the greatest, but
5: they might be my favorite.
2: Right. The favorite, right? Yeah. Yeah. Lance,
5: why are they your favorite Lance? Why? I think part of it is they were my introduction, but it was just. Yeah, they were fun. It's just the energy. And I think I enjoyed the fact that Jesse would heal Vince. And deep down, I knew that Vince was the owner and there was value to that. Yeah. You know, this is, this is a small version of Austin and McMahon. But I think you're right. By the way, Danny Davis, who was a
2: referee that turned into a wrestler with the worst outfit, striped (laughs) spandex outfit. But I think you're right. Uh, We grew up with these guys. But Jesse was kind of the first heel with Vince, who, by the way, we might have known he's the owner. Most people didn't. He is still one of the greatest at getting over the angles he wants to get over. Yes. Then we got Mean Gene. Oh. (laughs)
5: George the animal is cutting a he promo on Elizabeth Dahl. He can't speak English. Oh, I hated George Steele so bad. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And Savage was one of my favorites. In every considerate's main event, Savage was
3: working with George. You look kind of like George Steele. I got the haircut now.
5: Uh, this is great.
2: <laughs> He's like. Now, Gene this was the
3: greatest. The George greatest. looks like yeah.
2: my
5: grandfather.
2: First time I ever met Gene, he bought me a lap dance at the Cheetah Club in Atlanta. He was wow. over with me ever wow. since. Nice. That works. Um, here's the thing. Here's the best part. Savage Steamboat WrestleMania three, some would say is the greatest match of all time in some ways, right?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: What That's people fair. forget is who was involved in the finish of that match. Oh. George the Animal fucking steal.
5: <laughs> I hated it.
2: Let's see. What does what Danny Davis have okay. as a promo? Let's
4: check out what he's got. All right. Well, let's do him. I thought they put him next to the who so looks tiny. Yeah. <laughs> looks like a <I'm> look totally tiny <laughs>
2: what an 80s heel promo not bad it wasn't bad it wasn't bad um
1: uh-
4: <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing better than heels making bad jokes and laughing yes yeah, the
2: evil heel laugh that wasn't bad so danny davis started out as a referee and there's a big kind of i don't know six month angle where he turned on british bulldogs or something he cost the bulldogs the tag belts and the heart foundation won them and yep and now he's in a single match kicking off this hot episode of science main event versus george animal steel with a young big Vinny v Sitting in the crowd somewhere, probably the shoes, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not close. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm assuming your dad was like an iron worker or something.
4: Uh close. He worked, worked in a paper mill construction. So yeah. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I didn't yeah. even know
5: that. It's like Charlie in the chocolate factory. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> Andy Davis would be a body guy now.
4: I know, and he's wearing
2: that <laughs> tight white shirt. He's got a pretty good physique. <laughs> yeah. I know he's in shape. He's he's thick.
3: He's lean those tights though dude oh my god but the thing is people believed
2: in george look at the sweater he's wearing He's he's, he's got the <laughs> hairiest back and chest people believe in this guy people love this guy yep but i'm on lance's side i was never a huge fan i thought the gimmick was stupid i wanted him to stay out of savage and steamboat
4: i mean it's one of those things where you think about it for two minutes If he, if he's this uh, mentally incapable how does he even get to the building right yeah, exactly
3: got a better promo than he threw punches I can tell you that much how old was George Steele here do you think probably shocked the, the young. worst part is
4: Lance he's
2: probably like 39. <laughs> I'm looking it up he was 60 years old for 40 years he's like yeah. Wilfred Brimley in the thing probably younger than half <laughs> of us here 42 and look like he's 70. yeah so is there some can uh crowd he noise was born in here. 37 you
5: said this is 87. yeah he's 50. Well, that's not too bad then. Yeah,
3: I guess he looks fifty for like thirty He's 50, years. Fifty two. So we can't really blame He's anybody for that. Than
5: you and me. <laughs> I'm fifty two. but you look like this for thirty years?
3: <laughs> He's both of us. And look
5: at him.
2: <laughs> yeah, He looks like a grandfather. So is there some can noise going on here, big Vinny V?
3: Or do you remember I'm, the crowd I'm just I'm being I'm sure nuts?
2: there was. It sounds
3: very canned. Yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah for, for for this for this especially, I, I can assure you that when the big names come out, there was a lot of noise going on.
2: Yeah, and George Animal Steel was like a Danhausen maybe of our generation like, that's uh, not a bad
4: comparison good call right you know, like, like, kind of a gimmick yeah. guy and
2: people oh, like his shtick
4: his <laughs> agent <laughs> did a drop toe hold yeah, yeah he pointed to his head he's going to outsmart the evil referee and drop to hold of him yes
2: and of course the the real referee is uh the late great joey morella yeah son yeah. of gorilla monsoon who passed away in a car crash with yeah, mike Kyoto, i believe
3: oh i don't know that i think so yeah I always laugh at the gimmicks like like George the Animal Steel and and Kamala. Remember Kamala was like, he always tried to pin people in their stomach. Yeah, he could And he'd been doing this forever. And in storyline, they couldn't teach he, him to put the guy on his yeah, back. He couldn't meanwhile, figure out like, the difference. You know, George still doesn't really know what's going on, but he can tie his boots impeccably. Right, yeah. right, right, right. he got no problem with that.
2: But he's not completely sure what a chair is. Exactly. <laughs> he's going to pull a Mork for Mork and sit on it backwards. <laughs> oh, and he's got a green tongue as well. Yeah, I was wondering, how did he get that green tongue? Any uh,
4: thoughts on that, Big Vinny V? Uh lime Kool Aid, I assume. <laughs>
3: green something along Lime
4: Kool Aid.
2: What call. are we talking
3: about, real life? I want to know in storyline why the guy had a green tongue.
2: I, I, I don't know because he didn't. He didn't understand the concept of brushing his teeth, so he always had morning breath. Oh, I see. So he could tie his boots, but not brush his teeth. <laughs> Listen, now you're getting into the landstorm logic category. How dare you! <laughs>
5: Doesn't work in wrestling
2: <laughs> exactly. Why does George the Animal still bounce off the ropes when you throw him to the ropes with the green? Yeah,
3: Lance, t- <laughs> you should be furious about some of
2: this.
5: <laughs> I don't think they've ran the ropes yet, guys.
2: <laughs>
4: does Danny Davis have a <laughs> good call, Lance? Does Danny Davis have a foreign object? He's got some gimmick out of his tights. Yeah, he's, I can't tell what it is exactly. It's He's been fish hooking him, he's been stabbing I'm him sure with it's
2: a t- piece of tape. I'm assuming that Danny Davis is kind of an 87 version of James Ellsworth. Where Vince just saw him once and gave him like a couple months run, and then finally went, okay, he's done. I don't know what I was thinking. I feel like it was a while. He was around for a bit. I mean, yeah, was, but
3: then he ended up a referee again. They they say stated him. Uh-oh. Oh oh the he?
2: oh, nice. Oh, Joy Morello takes the bumpski.
4: He'd be he, he flying a lock almost.
3: <laughs> so we got DQ'd for that. <laughs> he kicked the ref. For we why can't possibly beat Danny Davis? On Could the you imagine
5: doing a match this <laughs> shitty? With that I know, finish right? <laughs> to open up your primetime Saturday Night Live time slot on NBC. Lance, there's
2: probably 5 million people watching this show right now.
5: <laughs> and how, what was the DQ for? What happened? He... Danny kicked the ref. Oh, Danny
4: kicked the ref while in the hammer lock. So he was beaten. He was done. He was in the air in the flying hammer lock. But instead of submitting, he kicked the ref and got DQ'd and lost in a different manner, and now George is chasing him away. I assume... The rematch of this on the loop was intended to sell tickets. The theory. Yeah, I
2: think Lance with a great call. Can you imagine opening your hot dynamite raw NXT Smackdown with this match? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, now he's dude. He's breaking Vince's number one rule when the match is done. Don't even do anything. Well, he's got to take a bump for
3: padding
5: for foam. (laughs) But, yeah, you're so right, Vinny. Saturday Mid-Event was either if the feud was done on the road, they'd do the big match and yeah, climax yeah, yeah. with a finish on TV, yeah. or they'd do a shit finish like this, and you'd get George versus Danny
3: Davis in a no-DQ match around the loop. Around the horn, yeah. You got to make sure this match can still te- sell tickets, Lance.
2: <laughs> this was almost like a a, tel- a televised Madison Square Garden show. Yes. Like, this would set the angles for the next two months, or they would stop the angles now here with this, oh this is a macho on that macho got a, honky inter- to,
4: oh brett made the save this is last saturday night's main event macho man had honky beat for the ic Jeez. title the heart foundation attacks for the dq
0: the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
2: Did we ever see a Bret Hart uh, as a single versus
4: Savage? On Saturday? Night? Well, Christmas? I have news for you, Chris. If you wait another right, 10 on. minutes Let, here,
2: Hold on. Let's see this promo. <laughs> oh. Oh wow.
5: Jimmy still looks the
2: same today. he's that Nightheart's laugh is the greatest.
4: <laughs> Brett's doubled over in laughter at the piano line.
2: <laughs> Brett had zero words in that promo. Your future world champion. Five times. Gene just shakes his head. He's disgusted. He's disgusted. So you're telling me that we're going to see Brett Hart versus Randy Savage single match on Sunday main event? We are. Now. Here. In about a minute. That's yeah, right. I can't now. believe this. This is amazing.
5: Oh, man. This was when. Uh, this is the classic angle right here. Remember this one? Oh, this was so heated. He shoved a woman. That never happened. Elizabeth out there for years
4: and no one ever laid a finger on her. And Honky shoved her to the mat. Listen, I, I don't care. We can say whatever.
2: And, and God bless Elizabeth. But everybody loved Elizabeth. My Like, had the biggest crush on her. She's yep. the, When I met her in WCW, I didn't even know what to say to her. I was like, oh, Chris, my name. You were George Steele. <laughs> yeah, turned to Chris the Animal <laughs> Steele. He's everywhere. What would you have done if you would have met her, Alvarez? You wouldn't have been able to say a word either, you idiot. Nah, you kidding me? But it, all right, she, check out if she looks worried. <laughs> Can't confirm. She looks hot as first of all.
5: But she she looked scared like that backstage in WCW was there. It's sort of yeah. probably why I didn't talk to her. It's like I was afraid to scare yeah, her. Yeah, because yeah, she was yeah. God bless. She, she was man. a what quiet a, what woman a great lady. I think I did talk to her briefly and have a short conversation like she was really nice but she just yeah like by my standard she was really shy and quiet so it's like oh my god <laughs> right, yeah. i did tell her one night when i was super
2: loaded in like 1987 like i had the biggest crush on you when i was in high school bye <laughs>
4: <laughs> all right cool
2: this era of savage was so great savage is on fire right here man yeah what a talent I that's one of my biggest regrets. I never got to work with Brett. I never got to work with Savage, even though I was in WCW with both of them. Yeah. Oh. That is amazing that you never worked with Brett. I was never allowed to get booked with those guys, man. It was so stupid. So fucking stupid. And I actually saw Randy Savage um, at a radio thing. And he's like, yeah, I wish I would have had a chance to work with you. I'm like, why didn't you just request it, man? Yeah. Like he had more stroke than you. Yeah, did. I would have loved to work with you too, but I had to work with uh, fucking uh, Halloween for the sixteenth time.
5: <laughs> fucking Lismark Jr. <laughs> this this match was like when I really started becoming a fan of Bret Hart. You recall this exact match? Oh God, yeah. I I, I remember the whole story of the match. So am I is am I assuming
2: this is probably Brett's first real spotlight as a single? Yeah.
4: yeah. Uh, they, they would have brought him in doing the cowboy gimmick and stuff. But he, he they they put their heart Foundation together real quick in his WWF run. And they were they have been a heel tag team and tag champs wow. this year. Uh this is November. They were champions at Mania. I don't remember exactly when they lost. They lost to the strike force. Uh but yeah, he he been he just been a tag team guy uh un, until this this is by far the biggest singles master's career. And I
5: assume this impressed vince because mania four or five six months later from this is when they start the brett's first singles run when he wins that battle royal yeah oh the boss boss wow brian <laughs> brian bosworth. bosworth look at that haircut what a guy he was over man he was he was a character oh, he's way over who would ever have a flat top with long hair and back <laughs> <laughs>
2: Wow. Let me ask you guys a question. Was Honky Tonk Man a good worker? Not a good wrestler.
3: Was he a good worker? Well, it's funny. It's funny you should ask that question. (laughs) In some ways, he was a fantastic worker. Exactly.
2: In my opinion, Honky Tonk Man was a fantastic worker. He was a terrible wrestler, but he was a fantastic worker. He got heat. He had a great gimmick, and people fucking
5: wanted to see him lose. Yeah. And this was an era where it was more about being a worker than a wrestler. Right. right. <laughs> like, we just saw a George Steele match. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like honky could go.
2: But the four of us here understand the difference. Not a lot yeah. of guys in this day and age do. And that's not their back in mind. That's just the way it is. Being able to work is different than being able to wrestle.
4: Yeah. Yep. But no, he was doing a lot of main events because he was IC champ for like a year and a half, whatever it was. Dude. And uh, every baby face came in there to beat him. The crowd always cared and wanted to see him lose. And everyone came out of the match with him. Even though they never beat him, they always came out looking great.
2: Yeah. I, st- I love the fact it's 1987, so you still get the generic macho man written on the back of his tights and like fucking those letters yeah. that Arnold yeah, had. Yeah, ran
3: three random stars. Yeah.
2: Arnold is numero uno and uh,
4: pumping <laughs> iron. It's the same letters on Macho. So you man. took his trunks to the embroidery shop at the mall. He yeah. said, "Yeah, yeah, the, Macho Man with two stars after before and after Man." Yeah, the
2: steam press gimmick, whatever it was called. Yeah, air, air, air press. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes.
5: But again, I remember this match big, but I also would use it as an example when I ran my school, in that not to spoil this match from you know thirty years ago, but Brett eventually has to work randy's leg and i heard an interview with brett where when he got to the building he was all excited to finally get to work with savage in a single but when they told him he had to work his leg yeah. he was nervous Yeah, because he didn't he hadn't worked the leg a lot and didn't yep. know if he could do it well enough <laughs> because for some reason every green guy the first match they have they want to work the leg i'm like you yeah. have any idea how hard this is <laughs> one of my all-time chris jericho rules
2: probably for the last 20 years is i refuse to work someone's leg I don't know how to make it work. I don't understand the concept of how anybody can make it work. Obviously you probably could, but if the idea is that I'm taking out your knee and then you're going to make a comeback of doing anything other than just punching me in the face, how does that make sense? Yeah. I always tried to save it for tag matches. At least you have a tag out. Someone can come can tag and the other guy can run and you can sell. But if you're in a single match, how the hell does it work? It's hard. I'm not good enough to figure it out. So I just don't bother.
3: <laughs> well, it's a lot harder nowadays too, because at least back in the day, I mean, you could do a comeback where you just stood there and the other guy ran into you. Yeah. You could. But nowadays, the way that everyone does their comeback, it's like you got to run. They want to do a dive. They want to do a springboard. They want to do this. Even if you were working
2: Hogan, Brian, and you just ran into his punches, but then he still got to put up his leg to fucking give you a big boot. Yeah. You still got to run five steps to give it. What's the point? Yeah. You know, that's the most basic moves ever with the most over guy, you know, the old the old coconut bump. bump. We need to have more of those. A Naga. That's true. Yes. Naga knocker. That's it. Uh,
3: Connor, the savage is so good, too. Oh, he hit him with the megaphone. Yeah. And this is where Vince, to me,
5: again, was so great. Again, he didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. He couldn't name a move if he had to. Wasn't about that. But his energy and his excitement. Yes. Yeah, and he would follow the flow of oh, 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 my god! And it's like it- no, but that's the thing, Les. He couldn't name the move, but it didn't matter. He's getting
2: over the concept of the of the match. He's selling what needs to be sold, right? He's selling
5: the emotion in the story.
3: Yeah, like, in, you know, he used to always go, we're making movies. And it's always like, you're not making movies. You're doing pro wrestling. But that's what he said. We were making movies. And if you listen to do him, him doing commentary, he's telling you the story of this movie. He has this movie in his head. In his, his story head, because he's the
2: boss, who's who's yep. who's writing the movies. Yes, who better than to explain what the movie is, other than the guy? Yeah, him
3: doing commentary was him doing a director's commentary for a movie. Yes, and I think that's why he's so many. He's sitting there explaining everything that he's he's done. He's planting seeds for where everything is going to go. Yeah, yeah. He was he wasn't the best announcer, but in terms of like what an announcer needs to do, which is sell you on stuff, explain stuff to you. I mean, there's no better guy to do it than the guy who's in charge of everything.
2: That's why I always laugh when I would hear, you know, McFoley or these other guys, you know, Vince yelled at me too much. It's like, of course, he's going to yell at you because he knows what he wants to say, but he's not on commentary. So he's going to tell you what to say. And if you don't say he's going to yell at you, you know, <laughs> it's <laughs> yep. not a
3: big deal. You know, there's... the funny thing, too, is, uh, you know, you mentioned you didn't care about Gordon Stoller. I, like, I didn't care about him. I just didn't know him. OK, but he was he was old and You know, I always wondered, like, I know he doesn't want to be, he didn't want to be on TV and everything like that, and everybody knew he was the owner and everything like that, but it's like if you're so angry that nobody can do this job right, why didn't he just do the fucking job? He could have been out there at 65 calling the matches and whenever. I think after the Montreal screw
2: job, it didn't make sense anymore, right? Yeah.
3: Well, I mean, not the immediate aftermath, but, I mean, if you blew that thing off after several years, you know, he could be like Danny Davis, go back to his old job. (laughs) although back to the match it's like again because people
5: will complain about you know wrestling today isn't nearly as good because oh you know they you know no sold that pile driver it's like they just no sold the pile literally
2: no sold it he gave it to him as a transition move yep no but last he literally gave him that as a transition move like drop a drop a leg on the arm or give him (laughs) a pile driver
5: that's the same thing (laughs) but again it's been in wrestling forever and especially in this era, it's like sometimes it's just when the energy's right, you make a comeback and if it doesn't always make perfect sense. Yeah. yeah. We know
2: the Macho Man story was savage, but I would say that this is probably called 80% on the fly. Oh yeah. I don't yeah. think, I, I don't think just by judging how this match is moving, I don't think there's a lot of like, here's move one through 17, no. memorize it, you know? No. Yeah.
4: There's, there's no lucha style 20 move high spots you
3: know funny about watching these old matches too is like if you look at at savage right now his hair is already drenched yeah yeah and i remember watching these these Shawn michaels matches and he'd be doing these and his hair would be drenched with sweat and it's like i feel like i don't see that anymore yeah i don't know if it's because guys get their hair wet before they go out nowadays or 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 maybe they had their hair wet before then Look at how sweaty this guy is. We're like five minutes into this match, seven minutes into this match. He's sweating.
0: didn't have air-conditioned building. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
2: Another thing I'm wondering, too, if this was a taped show, like Big Vinny V said, it was taped on the 11th,
4: how much of the matches were edited out? That's a fair question. I haven't seen anything obvious here. And, you know, it's been 30 years. I don't remember anything. The, the important stuff on TV, obviously.
2: Do you guys know who uh, directed and produced the shows from the truck back in these days?
5: I do not. No idea. Kevin Dunn's father. Really? Yep. Huh. What was his dad's name? Um, Dunn. There's the hurt the leg spot just to get back to the match because this is <laughs> important. <laughs> this is the big moment. We can
2: find his name in a second, but his yeah, his dad was the director and Kevin. Took over
3: for his dad. Wow. You the big leg story. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember we used to watch the shows from like 85, 86 when they would run the credits afterwards. Yeah. And sometimes I would look at these credits and I was like, dude, that guy's been around for 40 years.
2: Dennis Dunn was Kevin's dad's name. Dennis okay. Dunn. Okay. And once again, talking about Jesse and Vince, like just, I know it's background noise for us, but I've been hearing a few lines. Jesse's good, man. He's on point. He's really good.
4: Mm-hmm. They're not. They're not going to be moved. If, if, when Brett's just stomps in the corner, Janice is going. He's stomping him. Uh, he, he's telling us what an evil man Brett is and how unfair all this is for Savage. He's getting screwed. Oh wow! This match is he taking his boot off? Yep. I
2: literally watched this match about three months ago before I had my match with uh, Brian Danielson. Oh yeah. On Dynamite, where he took his boot off. Ah. I had this weird
5: idea, and that came from this match. This is. Too, but in the Saturday night main event era, if you remember that period on Raw where Vince wouldn't let the matches continue during break and the agents had to come up with reasons why the matches would, would stop. Oh my gosh. He did it in Saturday's main event. It's like they went to break. They had to have yeah. something so it stopped and it was like he'll take his boot off during the break. Interesting. And he always did that in Saturday's main events, but it was only like one or two
3: matches a night.
5: We literally just did this two months ago because I hadn't
2: seen yep. it since
3: this time. I forgot this was the match. And it's, it's one of those wrestling things where in real life, if you hurt your ankle, you don't want to take your boot off. You, you should be keep fighting your boot. Your on. boot. <laughs> yeah. But in pro wrestling, oh, my boot, My I got to take that boot off. My ankle hurts. <laughs> the, the
2: boot would, would, would technically keep your ankle from swelling. Yes. Taking it off would be the worst thing you could do. <laughs> but it's wrestling, like you said, plus the neon sign of my foot hurts. My
3: foot is hurt. I've got no boot on.
2: Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> This is really good, though, man. This is really good. See? Yeah.
3: It's Bret Hart and Randy Savage.
2: Yeah. This would be like having like a, a Dax Harwood versus Brian Danderson or something. A guy who's, guy who's known for a tag team mm-hmm. who's a really good single and is his big yeah, chance. Great right? analogy,
3: actually.
5: And that happened like a couple weeks ago. It did, yeah. 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 yeah.
3: We did see that, yeah.
5: Yeah. And it was good. And it was good, yeah. Surprise, but, surprise. It's the modern version, yeah. Thankfully, Dynamite didn't feature George the Animal Steel. Oh, my gosh. But it did feature Danhausen.
3: look at brett here trying to figure how to work the leg lance
2: yep Uh,
3: terry funk to hold lance lance and brian
2: you would have loved it last night at the well you saw it the main event of dark last night lance Hmm. i was there chaos project the best friends lenny versus danhausen the match you never knew
5: you needed until you saw it oh tremendous (laughs)
3: oh my god (laughs)
5: again savage does a great job just hobbling too yeah
2: And Savage is so huge right here, man. I mean, he's not the world champ, but he's about to be in the next six months or year or whatever. He's putting Brett over really well.
5: Mm -hmm. Although think
4: about that. He's making Brett. Yeah. Yeah. But he's also, he's the guy who's been, uh, he had challenged Hogan at one point. He had, he was IC champion for a long time. He'd been the top heel, but he's getting cheers just because he's being the macho man. Yeah. So everyone wants to cheer. Yeah. And uh, officially at this exact second, he hasn't turned yet.
5: He's pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very close. In fact, he, he... Brett's stealing my finish. That's it. Well, yeah. It's funny Same too. Way. When
3: you think about how long Brett Hart was a tag team guy. And then he never really got his shot as a, as a singles main eventer until the steroid scandal. Yeah. Because then was Vince was willing to look at a guy who was smaller. But if you look at this match right here, he's like bigger than Randy Savage. Yes. He's
5: just not as bodybuilderish looking than Savage, but yeah, he is. He's he's thicker than. But Larry. you get
2: stuck in that category. I mean, when I was in WCW and they gave me some match against Booker T, and I was a cruiserweight, I weighed as much as Booker did. He was just three or four inches taller. Yeah, we were both two hundred and twenty pounds. What's the difference? He's, you look in the ring, we're the same. Yep. But there was a stigma. Brett's a tag team guy. Yep. So he can't he can't compete with Savage.
3: It's funny too, like, um, just the way that. Uh... You know, people's, their bodies. That was great, by the way. What a
2: great finish. Sorry to interrupt you, Brian. He picks him up for a slam outside of the apron, brings him the ring, rolls him up into a a very cool roll-up finish. But guess what Brett gets to do?
5: He gets his revenge. Yeah. But two, one thing, and Brett was so good at it, too. Like, (laughs) when the three-count hit and and the the small Packers was released, Brett looked pissed. Oh, yeah. Like he's yeah. going to get up and get his heat back, so yeah. to speak, or attack him. But it's like he took 10 seconds to sit there and go, I lost and made the win and the loss matter. But
2: then Jimmy runs in with the microphone, uh, and macho moves. He hits Brett macho hobbles towards Jimmy and Jimmy runs out like as fast as he can. There's no like coolness. <laughs> he just runs, runs like a scalded dog.
3: Well the thing with Brett is like he was always in the moment. Yeah. When he was in the ring. Yes. And you watch a lot of uh, especially if you watch NXT, some of the people they have in there, it's like some of them are just like never in the moment. E- everything that they do is thinking about what's next, you know, what's my next move gonna be. Can I say
2: a quick little uh, point out yes. here? What's Elizabeth holding in her hand? Randy's boot, boot? his boot. reminding everybody that his boot is off. Yeah, how cool that! How subtle of a touch is that? Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh yeah, his boot came off. His foot is. Fucked. If Elizabeth didn't pick up that boot, you wouldn't even quite realize it. Oh, he's got his sock on, but oh my gosh, she actually has his boot. He just
3: collapsed he's in
2: collapsed.
5: a heap. Yeah, Savage was also notoriously cheap. He probably told her, yeah, Do not he was like, don't lose that boot. boot."
2: He also took that rose from the fan and gave it to her later. Put it in a, va- a vase of
4: water. What a gentleman. <laughs> But he never stopped selling the the the, the leg. He one of the roll-up didn't was run all over the place. Here's Bundy,
5: Bobby. Yeah, God, he was great. <laughs> this guy, the
3: humanoids. <laughs> Did you just make fun of Gene for being bald and then put yeah. over? yep. Bundy? And Bundy, yep. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I loved Bundy. Loved to hate Bundy rather. Oh my gosh. Shaving his head was the best thing he ever did. You oh seen fart. photos him with hair? Terrible.
3: Is this Piggy and Gerald?
5: (laughs) Gene's the best. Yeah, that's for sure. He was. Loved Gene.
2: Vince told me once, he goes, You don't want to, what's, you guys, I'm right now, what's Bundy's real name? Chris Pallades or something? Something like that, yeah. He goes, You don't want to be like Chris Pallades. I go, Who's Chris Pallades? You know, he goes, You don't want to be like Chris Pallades. Your offense looks like shit and hurts like hell. Yeah. I was like, who's Chris Pelletis? He goes, Bundy. No one wanted to work with him. His offense looked terrible and it stiffed everybody. <laughs>
5: so Vince had a real issue with Chris Pelletis. <laughs> but he was fine with Shane's punches. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> he was fine with
5: himself. <laughs> oh, my God. Who's coming down? Who's, is it Andre the Giant?
2: Of course. Oh, I didn't even know. That's a huge surprise. Got to be a big surprise. Yep.
4: Andre the Giant. This aired two days after Survivor Series where Andre was the sole survivor of the main event. Oh, my gosh. So they're. they're, Is this pre WrestleMania three or after? After media three. This is the lead into the main event. The show that did the 30 million that Brian was talking about later. Hey, man. We're talking about earlier.
2: You know, Andre the Giant, 2023, is like oh, this mythical guy. In 87, Andre the Giant was still Andre the fucking Giant. Like, dude. Oh, yeah. He always look at him. wore these these outfits. Like, where the hell do you get a, a red sports coat when you're Andre the Giant?
4: Hey, when you're Andre, you call the tailor. You give him your very large measurements, and you...
5: <laughs> you don't go to the store. Yeah, Where it was so, so great that they didn't have the big stage and the big ramp, because he's walking through the people, and he's just... Head and shoulders above all of these people in the arena. And it's like he. Oh, look at here it is. Hogan with the fringe. Grandma Moses yep. Hogan. Although, just again, spoiler alert, just for 10 seconds, notice the headband with the fringe and how sweaty he is. Yeah. Uh oh. And wait <laughs> when he makes his ring entrance in three seconds. okay. Darkest tan ever. Oh. Super oiled up. Gigantic. you Know there's fans buying those headbands. Oh, yeah, yeah. The
3: four lane highway in this, in his, in the socket of his tries. <laughs> you know, as ridiculous as these promos are, <laughs> to actually read the uh closed captioning on the screen, yeah, it's <laughs> preposterous. It's
2: the best. <laughs> I forgot to tell you guys that we will we'll put on the closed captions, so you guys can read them. But he's so fucking huge, man. Look at this guy. Yep. But he like poses his way <laughs> out of the shot like he's yeah. having a seizure. Yep. He is never boring. Ever. No.
3: No. <laughs> Listen.
2: And not for one second. And even Lance hates Hulk Hogan, but when you watch this, you
5: understand why he was over. i mm-hmm. I'm not sure where his fringe headband went or his sweat, but
3: his headband's right there, Lance but
5: that's not a headband. It's just a like the other one was fully. That, yeah, it was a, head. it was a do-rag. Good call. <laughs> falling
2: out his head. Can He'd I point it. out Lance's biggest beef with Hulk Hogan? If I may be so bold. Sure. The fact that he rakes the heels backs as a baby face. There's nothing oh, baby face man. about that. And
3: he was
5: rakes. He, he, oh, he's a cheater.
3: Well, look at the back of his shirt. He's getting revenge <laughs> on run. somebody.
2: Oh,
4: he's a cheater. Yeah.
5: <laughs> he
2: fought
4: <laughs> dirty, man. He, 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 was
2: he had to, when you're up against Bundy.
4: Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> Brother, he fought dirty for America. Yeah. But on a whole show where heels are cheating and other baby faces are doing anything about it, he goes on the main event and he's choking and raking the eyes. and
5: He fought dirty for America, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Hogan's Hogan's promos were like Vince's commentary. It wasn't what he said, it was how he said yes. it. Yes. Yeah. It was the, the emotion intensity. and the excitement and the intensity. Exactly. And
2: intensity. He had intensity. Hogan, I will say to this day, and people will bag me, here's your clickbait Hogan is a better worker than Flair for me. I always had amazing matches with Hogan because he knew exactly who he was as a baby face, as a heel, whatever. He was so great. He knew his audience. He didn't do anything. He didn't have to. It was, it was one of my favorite times of my career.
3: Yeah, but you know, during this period, 85, 86, 87, 88, he did do stuff. Yeah. And he had some good matches on Saturday night's main event.
4: Dude, you you, you watched that like, the first year of his title reign. And th- this is a guy who had worked with Stan Hansen a lot in Japan. And yes. he feels like a guy who is trying to wrestle like Stan Hansen. Yeah. And at some point, he figured out he could make a lot more money not doing that. And God bless him.
2: These guys. And listen, uh, they were working, what, 200 days a year. I'm not going to give the wrestling. Gift. Oh, they're working 350 days a year. They're probably working 250 days a year. Mm-hmm. You show up to Sheboygan on a Sunday afternoon. I'm not doing nothing because I don't have to. <laughs> in The <laughs> stiffest goddamn rings ever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Against Chris Belides, whose offense looks like <laughs> shit and hurts like hell.
4: <laughs> so this though, was this was a Mania main event rematch. It was WrestleMania two in the cage. Mania,
1: yeah, 2 from
2: a
4: couple years prior. They went back to it
2: again. Bundy got a second run. That was over a year ago. Well, look at him! <laughs> you can't have King Kong Bundy doing nothing. This was also the style. And the pattern of Vince senior Vince's dad, uh baby face versus giant heel oh, yeah. and you vanquish mm-hmm. giant heel and go on to the next giant heel. Yep. So Bundy had his run and went around the cycle and now it's his chance again with Andre as the, as the uh, difference maker.
3: Hogan with the jumping knee. I was just
2: saying, no, was, was it a V trigger? It was very close. <laughs> did a v Hogan, Hogan just hit
3: the <laughs> trigger.
2: Hogan hit an H. Hogan hit an H oh, trigger.
3: But he got squashed. H trigger,
2: V trigger, awesome. He went for the old uh, Andre WrestleMania three spot for the slam and fell
4: down, which works great because Bundy's a big dude. Oh yeah, he worked with Andre and Bundy and Kamala. One Man Gang, all the big fatties. Earthquake,
3: earthquake, dude, when he got squashed on the Brother Love Show. Earthquake, I forgot tugboat. Oh, I didn't forget that one because my sister wrote a letter. <laughs> they had that thing where you could write a letter to Hulk Hogan after Earthquake squashed him on the Brother Love Show. <laughs> they were trying to get your address to send that fucking catalog. The catalog. God, I hated Hulk Hogan when I like the uh, mid '80s because my sister was a fan before I was. And so she wa- I hated it. And she had a Hulk Hogan poster. I just wanted to tear it down. She'd write these letters. She was so sad. Hulk Hogan got squished on the brother love show. <laughs> I was like, ah, hope he never comes back.
5: That Hogan earthquake angle was when Jericho and I were in wrestling camp. And Jericho, I don't know if you remember when it aired, Deb cried. Oh, gosh. Because <laughs> <laughs> Hogan was hurt. <laughs> this is a girl
2: in a wrestling school who had dyed blonde hair, showed up one day with all of her fucking hair, like, like chopped off and shitty cuts. I said, "What'd you do to your hair?" Shit, I was trying to cut the roots out.
5: Trying to cut the dark stuff out.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Think about that, big Vinny V. Ah, that's what we were dealing with. That's uh... (laughs) a Hogan dropping the elbows. Yep. Sure did, dude. He didn't hook the leg. Grill Monsoon knows that. That's something everyone from our generation learned from Grill Monsoon. You gotta hook the
5: leg. Yes. Yeah, no one covers the shoulders anymore, but they hook the leg. You gotta hook the leg. Look at the size of Bundy on those
2: ropes, man. Yeah. How loose the ropes are. That too. I think of these rings sometimes, like how durable are they with these, all these cats hitting the ropes and falling on these thin little boards.
3: Well, dude, that's probably why these rings were so yeah.
2: hard. I mean, look at Bundy's arm, like Hogan's face. Bundy's arm is like three
4: times the size of Hogan's face. I mean, think about that. Bundy's body is so weird. Cause he's clearly, God bless the guy fat. But there's like zero jiggle. I know, right? he's huge. He's, he's the firmest fat guy you ever saw. Exactly.
2: His whole body is like Iron Sheik's
3: gut. It
2: like It's big, but doesn't move. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, he almost got out, but now he's stuck in that chin lock again.
2: I like Bundy's uh, 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 dedication to the gimmick. He shaved his eyebrows as well. I mm-hmm. did. Notice that? I noticed that until now. The whole Uncle Fester thing. Going. I noticed that
5: when I was a kid, he shaved his fucking eyebrows. <laughs> Makes him even creepier. It does. It really does. Yeah. But early stuff, if anybody hasn't seen him, go see pictures of Bundy with the no. hair. It's like not the same. He's, he's just a dude with hair. That's a fat guy. Here's a, here's another great thing about Hogan. Like you don't even real you don't even
2: think about it, but the dude had like a re- super receding hairline. Oh yeah. But it's, no. It, no one even really noticed it back then. Like it, I did. I know But like, we all did, but. But you didn't. It's just Hogan, right? Like, it's weird. He's like America's hero with no hair, and now that would never go. He'd put a toupee on or something. And he's probably,
5: like, sturdy here.
3: It's yeah. also weird that he, he, he was, like, such a fan of superstar Billy Graham. And when Billy Graham's hair started to go, he just shaved his whole head. Yeah. But Hogan was like, I'm going to keep this long. I'm just going to let the top go. The
2: rule was, Jesse told me, you were never allowed to say Hogan was bald. No heel could say it. No commentator could say it. That was the rule.
3: That was one of the issues at that bash in the beach with Russo when he cut that promo and called him a big bald son of a bitch. And that was, you know, 20
2: years yeah. after this, but.
3: Yeah, and Hogan was furious. At this time, Lance, uh,
2: Hulk is 34 years 34, old. Yeah, yeah.
5: 34.
2: <laughs> look at that.
3: Dude, Bundy was, uh like, early 30s. If I was a
2: heel,
5: oh, Andre grabbed his leg. with oh.
3: the, the no look trip. Andre is so good. He's so good. Look at him.
5: But he's 34. He looks 10 years older than Jericho does now. <laughs> it's because of the hair, man. That's why.
3: <laughs> it's the hair and I don't know what else. But it, a couple of years later when he kind of, he dropped some weight. He does look younger. Hulkster.
2: Yeah. yeah.
4: yeah he was down. He was probably 20 or 30 pounds lighter when he debuted at WCW. I'll
2: say this, man. Hulkster's had his trials and tribulations and whatever. To me, he's always been a f-ing great guy. To this day, whenever I get a text from Hulk Hogan, it's always like,
5: Hey, hawk text me.
2: <laughs> God, look at Andre's
3: suspenders, dude.
5: Look how sweaty Andre. What happened? Shirt.
3: Well, he
5: was in a wet
2: t-shirt. God, I know what happened to the finish. DQ for grabbing the foot. He got DQ'd for grabbing the foot. You can't grab the foot, Joey Morello. This is the main event. You can't do that.
5: I think they eject him, don't they?
4: I think they end up ejecting. Yeah, we got a lot more show say, going on here. Yeah, Andre must be ejected or. Money will be DQ. This is why yeah. he is begging with Andre to please leave.
5: Andre looked like he showered with his shirt Is that, that Rene Goulet? On. Who the fuck is that guy?
2: No, Andre's sweating. The suspenders are great, too. He's like a 19... 19- he got six-foot belts to fit him. He's like a 1930s
3: fucking sharecropper
2: that made his way to the <laughs> ring.
3: <laughs> I do love... I, Andre, during this period, it was like he was getting more and more immobile. Yeah, But, like... I just watched him and was blown away by his his presence. Because it's
2: Andre the Giant. Nobody has ever matched it, Brian.
3: No, nobody. Like nowadays, you always hear like, oh, you know, we want this big guy to go train with Kevin Nash or whatever. They don't know. It's like, why do you have these guys watch Andre? Like watch a bunch of Andre Your closest link is Big Show, Paul White, which
2: is one step in the new, one step in the old. But Andre's one in a million. And Show will tell you that. Paul will tell you that. Oh, yeah. But, but you cannot f***ing, oh, watch this. No, no. You can't watch. Hey, watch Wayne Gretzky to learn how to play hockey. No, it doesn't work that way. Right. <laughs> it doesn't work that way.
3: You should still study Andre if
2: you're a big dude. I agree, Brian, but this guy was different from the rest.
5: Yes. Part of it, too, was his look because he didn't right? like, like Paul White looks like a normal person. He's just really big. Yeah. Andre doesn't look like a normal person. It's
3: not only that, but like he'd been in the business at this point, 30 years or something like that. He'd been all over the world. He'd worked the biggest
2: stars. But Andre never got the surgery, right? Never got the acromegula no. whatever it was. No, so okay. that's, that's, yeah. I think he died in 42 or something. Yeah. Look at people yeah. pelting him with garbage too. You guys in Seattle are heathens, big Vinny V. I might've been one. I might've thrown some garbage. I uh, have Vinny threw that. It was a coloring book. It was a, it was a crumpled up coloring book thrown from the 11
5: year old Vinny V. Yeah. Great shots here by Kevin Dunn's dad. Dennis. Because yeah. Look how big on, like he's good call. You know what I mean? It's that angle. Yeah. And he looks like he's three feet taller than everyone in the building. Well, he is that <laughs> far shot. He's just towering over everybody. Yeah. And we have a commercial break. So we must stop the action. That was a long stop, man. Mm-hmm. That's a
2: great call. That's why you stopped the action because Andre was ejected for three minutes. They f- around or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or, or 30 seconds, whatever it was at the taping. But that's the reason why we went to break. Good call.
5: And again, just drenched.
3: Yeah.
4: And we
5: just start over.
3: Nice. <laughs> Andre got one knee pad or uh Bunny got one knee pad on and not the other.
5: Yeah, I don't remember. But I used to give John Morrison a hard time because he was in too good of shape. I'm like, dude, you went 45 minutes. You're not sweaty or breathing heavy. <laughs> like, fake it at least. Because this looks like they've been in a war. Well, the original plan for that commercial break wasn't for Andre to walk out,
2: it's for Hogan to do a topic on Hilo on Bundy.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: Saturday night's minivan rolls on. <laughs> Can you imagine? Hogan to be like, fuck you. <laughs> I wish we could get Kevin Dunn's dad back. (laughs) (laughs) Less cuts.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: This is way better
4: than it is now. I haven't seen one shaky camera or insane zoom in yet.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed. Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble.
2: I'll tell you guys this too. Listen, I've been wrestling a long time. Whatever still wrestling. I love all the eras. If I could go in a time machine and just wrestle another 10 years just doing these matches, this this to me is real wrestling. I love modern wrestling. I love the athleticism of it. It's amazing. But wrestling at its core is connecting with the audience and having the crowd react. And this is, look what they're getting. I know it's canned, but the crowd's going nuts. You can see by the people jumping up and down. That's what wrestling is. There,
3: is. there is something about this era where, like, when I watch it, when I watch matches from this era, I think, man, I want to do this again. Whereas I don't feel that way when I watch matches nowadays. Yeah. And I don't know what it is, but, like, this is what, you know, I remember watching this when I was a kid and wanting to do it so bad. And if I were a kid growing up nowadays watching wrestling now oh. i feel like i would love it but i Ooh. wouldn't really have that desire to do it like i did when i watched this stuff
2: i love bondy just standing on his back yeah mm-hmm. but just to add to this so we had a show in seattle last night very quickly i worked with ricky starks had an idea for a match i figured the crowd would be hot you couldn't have the, the same match in i don't know new york but in seattle first time there i knew it would work because i knew the crowd would be super hot because it's all about hooking the crowd right that's that's the most important thing mm-hmm. these guys have it down pat. hogan has it down pat how to hook the crowd in 1987 yep. it wouldn't work in 2023 but elements of it still could there you go yeah
3: yeah well look at his face dude yeah look at his face his suffering and pain in this bear hug.
2: brian more importantly look where his face is pointed at Yes. Where's he looking? At the- now look at him right here. He starts looking around at everybody. But he's looking at the hard camera to get the shot. They can zoom in on him. He knows what he's doing. He's Look at this. He's right at the hard camera. This is probably a, a, a low camera still at the hard camera side.
3: Yep. Yep. Did you watch that SmackDown with Cena's return? I did not. Oh, man. Cena on the apron getting the crowd ready for this hot tag. Unbelievable. And that was the whole match, right? Yep. But, but the way he, he would do the big, he look this way and he looked that way. And yes. they're going, just every time he looked one way, they'd scream louder. And he looked the other way and they'd scream louder. And then he does the big dramatic hand and they're screaming. I was like, my God, look at this guy for a tag, for a hot tag. He's going to do
2: four moves. John is a throwback to this era. The only difference is he doesn't disguise his calling. <laughs> <laughs> you sure you didn't see the match? Oh, well, nothing's, <laughs> nothing's changed. <laughs> no.
3: Oh, no, the to the back. oh, the splash to the
2: back! Is he gonna say, "I want five?
3: Oh man, I remember watching this period where where Hogan was perfecting the Hulk up. Oh
2: wow, Lance knows about the Hulk up. I fed the Hulk up. So
3: did I. What does he say?
2: A couple of times.
5: He actually says Hulk up the whole That's time. That's right.
2: Hulk <laughs> Did you, Hulk did Hulk you know Hulk. that, Big vinny V? <laughs> I
5: did not know that. Hulk, yes. up,
2: Hulk, up, Hulk up. 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 Thirty years I watched him.
5: Mutter something. First time I did it, I thought he was calling the spot. I'm like, dude, I know what the fucking spot it's is. It's the Hulk. Up. <laughs> but
2: look, this Hulk up is different. It's not the Hulk. Up. That's him in his fucking mind.
5: Hulk up, Hulk, up, Hulk up, Hulk Up.
4: <laughs> That's fantastic.
5: One time I did it with him, he forgot his own shit. <laughs> what? He forgot the fi- he forgot the finger point point uh, the finger point part. <laughs> and after the match, he's like, forgot my own shit.
2: <laughs> I feel we're gonna oh, I was almost thinking we're gonna get a count out. Because we had, we had two screwjob finishes already. Oh, we might still oh. get a countout.
0: out. Just oh, about wow, Bobby to get the count oh, out, Bundy wins.
5: That's three screwjob finishes. <laughs> three screwjobs in two matches. Was the oh Savage one a screwjob no, too? No, Savage did win by pin. Oh, okay. Okay, sorry about that, yeah. Yeah, but we've got a DQ and now we've got a count out. But
4: there, but there were two screwjobs in this match. is Andre. I right. could call it.
5: right. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> Well, we know what the Hosho loop is. Oh, yeah. George See, Steele you. and Danny Davis. Great call. Yeah. yeah.
3: Look at Heenan. He, Heenan won the Super he Bowl. Is- Dude, how many times did he probably Heenan- Notice Spingle doesn't go the winner of this match. Yeah. The referee has awarded
2: the match. Yeah. good call. and That is such a Vince. Here's exactly yep. what you're going to say, Howard. Yep. But watch the crowd. This is not canned. The crowd is going... F- Fucking crazy. Look at Bobby. He's standing on the top rope. He's doing the taker
5: walk. This is where Bobby's the best. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. What a guy. Bobby Heenan. What a best. I hope he takes a couple bumps. He was such a great bump taker. Oh, yeah. The the best guy. Best best bump of the show. Again. He knows. Look, he's
2: locking his legs around Hogan. He knows what to do. Yeah. Hogan throws him away like a piece of trash.
3: (laughs) Watch out. Here goes Bundy. Look out. Nope. Oh man, get ready! Uh, uh, oh, doing it again. It. Oh, usually he'd send him to the
5: corner. This is the worst bump too, because you can't take your own.
3: I know that bump. Here's gone. the best part: oh.
5: Jesse in the background
2: just bearing the oh, Hulkamaniacs watching their hero just bully this poor man. <laughs> Jesse was Lance Storm's uh, voice uh, out loud. <laughs> kind of a man he probably was a giant Jesse fan. Kind of a man back rakes his opponent. What does Hogan do? Beats up a little frail Frail. Copy the brain. I don't know if I would call him frail. He's not frail. He's about 30 pounds uh, overweight. (laughs) Another reason why Jesse is so great and Mean Gene is so great as well is because of their voices. Yeah. They're not just guys. Their voices have that f***ing tenure to it. (laughs) A
3: slow-mo replay of him holding his
2: foot. It actually said (laughs) slow-mo on the screen. of him holding
5: <laughs> slow-mo that's not even the proper term <laughs> slow-mo Hogan not winning was a big deal huge
4: deal this is probably the only only match where Bobby Heaton's guy was technically a winner against Hulk Hogan you're right all those years man
3: no, he wasn't a winner, Vinny. He had been awarded the victory. That's a good call. Yeah.
2: And if you listen to what Jesse said, he's right. Hogan lost and took out his fucking frustrations on poor
3: frail little body. <laughs> Hercules is going on after Hogan. Oh, now it's time for the main event. Now it's time for the main event. What?
5: Hercules was so good.
3: <laughs> Who's working
5: with Hercules after Hogan? Bam Bam. Bam Bam. Mm-hmm. Bam Bam's debut. Wow. I think. No, uh, Bam Bam. A big battle ahead of him.
4: This is at Survivor Series. and The main event, it comes down to Bam Bam versus the three giants of Andre, one man gang and Bundy. Ah. And he puts him in a little fight. He takes out Bundy. And he takes out gang and he gives Andre the battle before going down. So wow, they had plans for Bam Bam and plans change. Mm-hmm. Well, they had plans for him. They had like 15 managers
2: vying
5: for his uh, services. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he blew his knee. Oh, is that what happened? Oh, well, there you go. He blew his knee, tried to keep working on it for a while, and then bam, um, it was just too fucked up. Oh, I always wonder what happened because he had, he had so much steam at first. Yeah, he was tagging with Hogan. Batman was a great guy. Yes. Mm. But Hercules was so good, I didn't realize it back day. Look at the... He's
4: jacked. Uh, yeah. He would get way
5: bigger. Is he a good worker, Runt Lance? I don't even remember much about him. Any of the old stuff I watched, yes, he was. Like, I don't know. He might not have been a ring general, but, like, mm. he, his stuff was good. I really liked him watching him back now that I know what I'm doing.
4: Everyone talks about Savage Steamboat and, and Hogan Andre. Obviously, those are the two biggest and best matches, but his, his match with Billy Jack Keynes in oh, wow. Mania 3 is fun. It's just it, it's a Hoss fight before that term was around. It's a mean guy match before it was around.
2: Weren't they two Portland guys, too, Vinny? Wasn't Hercules up in Portland as uh, well? I think Herc's from Florida. Hmm.
4: Billy Jack was a Portland guy. Oh.
2: Oliver
3: humperdink Humperdink. <laughs> God bless Oliver Humperdinck, but I remember watching these shows. I was just like, how much is that guy getting paid?
5: <laughs> what cool baby face would hang out with this man? <laughs> <You>
3: know. <laughs> and how is Bamba a baby face? I mean, he looks like a professional wrestling manager. But he's a baby face. He wasn't much. of <laughs> That's oh right. So I mean, how is Bambam a baby face?
2: in this scenario I forgot about that my 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 question is though in 1987 let's let's talk about this from a executive standpoint why is Hogan going on before Bam Bam November of 87 was there something else going on that night where they needed to put him on earlier or something
3: well the way they used to do saturday nights main event is they would open with the main event but they which, didn't open though that was like the third or fourth match yeah it was this this is an aberration is. they normally would start with the biggest match because the, the, the show started at 11.30 p.m. And so they would get the biggest match on early, and then by the end, it was just like, ah, here's whatever we're throwing out there. But this one was different the way they struck. But it's it. not
2: like an NBA game is starting at f- midnight on a Saturday on November 28th. Right. Like,
5: what's the reason, yeah. right? I assume they had ratings and realized that people tuned yeah. out at 12. Right, right. Yeah, And yeah, yeah, that's yeah, when they got Hogan yeah. in at the, the biggest time. The, the main event
2: quarter is the third quarter out of four. So put Hogan on a quarter yeah. three or whatever
4: it was. Yeah. 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 Probably. I'm trying to remember if, the, if Hulk comes back later, because there's, there's more I remember, but maybe may confusing my Saturday night's main events. Because There's a lot now. God, Hercules was huge. Virginia, did yeah. you
5: ever work with Bam Bam Lance? Uh, I had two single matches with him. Nice. I did a six man in ECW and I did. We didn't work, but I did about six tours of Japan. with Where him. were your singles matches in ECW?
2: Yep. Nice. Yep. Hardwayed the back of his head with a chair and an angle. I felt like shit. I, I had a big match of them in the sumo arena. Me, Vampiro, and uh Warlord. Warlord. <laughs> what? Brian, listen to this match. Uh, me, Vampiro, and Warlord versus Onita, Tenru, and Bam Bam Bigelow. <laughs>
4: that's like a spring break main event. Oh, dude. It's like Battle Bowl. That maybe the most the finish
2: was
3: like yeah, the most random match I've ever heard of. So- Show Janelle may try and put that together again. <laughs> War- I was picturing warlord and Tenru. Oh, you can see it. Maybe we'll
2: do that next time. The best was, own- the best was me lion salting Anita in his face. Oh. And he's f-ing out he of it. And I had to pull him out at three. Uh-huh. But his revenge was Tenru powerbombs me. And Anita's supposed to pull me down and right on my f-ing head. Like Gumby.
5: Done. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite part was I asked you to potato Anita for me before you left, and then you actually knocked him I knocked knocked him out with my knee, but uh, he got me back. Yeah.
2: Yeah, those ropes are loose. Bam Bam was super quick. Bam Bam should have been Samoan. (laughs) Like, if you told me that he was, like, you know what I mean? Yes. He's got that vibe. Like, all those fucking SOA Sequoias and all those fucking guys,
5: they all move so well as big dudes. Mm hmm. Giant guys that should not be athletes like that, but they all are. Exactly. Yes.
4: But you see, even when they're brawling the corner, I like, guess it's, it's just all forearms and punches and kicks, but they're flying all over the place with them, Right.
2: And, they're, and they're, they lay him in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My favorite story about Herc was uh, he got a full-time gig with New Japan. Uh, Back in the day, they would send you paper tickets. And if you were so inclined, you could take those paper tickets and cash them in. Mm. He had a deal with New Japan for like, I don't know, 20 weeks a year, you know, let's say 10 grand a week. He decided not to go and cashed in his ticket for the tour, which was about seven grand. So he got seven grand from his ticket and lost 150 grand from his contract. So. Typical old school brother wrestling economics.
3: <laughs> his math
2: is worse than Brian's.
3: Oh, man. The Boz is having fun of his life. What
2: was Boz's big famous movie, Brian? What was Hercules yelling at? The ref? I think I wasn't. it. Was it called Stone, Stone Cold? Cold? Wow. That was the big controversy in WCW. We had the movie of the week on TNT. And one week, the movie of the week was Stone Cold in 98. Nice. Right in the midst of the Stone Cold phenomenon. Is this what happened? A double count
5: out? You chose this show, Vinny. No you way. Did. Bam Bam's in the ring. No, they restarted. <laughs> not- did they not restart it? Bam Bam's got the mic, everyone. Oh, it's not All a down.
3: out. It's a draw.
5: Oh, Bam Bam's got a promo. <laughs> okay, I have memories of a finish. Thumbs up, T-pop. Bam Bam was not a good promo.
2: Isn't this the second, like, restart of the show? Yeah. <laughs> it's been a 60-minute show.
3: Oh, he was willing to come to Seattle to be a winner or a loser, <laughs> yeah. but not to have a draw. Yes. Only I cowards It's draws. okay if
2: I came here to lose. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Who's that ref? Whoa.
5: I hell? Was... Jeez, Louise. That's a 1977. Four match. Bella Lugosi making the call. Well, because <laughs> we had to make a commercial break. We had to have a finish. Wow, that is a great point.
2: One of, weird, one of Vince's weird fo- foibles.
3: Were you there in WWE when he went into that deal again on Raw like three or four years ago? No. It was was like six weeks. He went back to this thing again where there cannot be any wrestling during the commercial breaks.
2: There has to be a reason for every commercial break.
3: Yep. And I remember the people there were like miserable to have to come up with. Because it's a three-hour show. It's not like a Saturday's main event once every six weeks. (laughs) It's like Herc Stumble. It's like every Monday. For three hours, they had to come up with 15 reasons to not have wrestling during a break. Yep.
2: Well, they're not going to do that now that he's back. Oh, God. <laughs> God.
3: But we've had
5: four matches, two restarts, and two shit finishes.
2: Has there been one pin on the show? Brett did Savage pin Brett, right? Savage that, did a small package. With the roll-up, the small package off the eye, yeah,
5: yeah. Other than that, there's been no
4: finish. That's it, yeah. There's been a uh, DQ and a count And out. yet
2: none of us cared. We just
4: wanted to cheer and scream. Yep. Oh, yeah, listen, you. Uh, this is not a weekly type show right no. you turn the weekly show superstars you get five squash matches. yeah exactly there was no main event <laughs> yeah
5: great yeah so th- th- this is a big deal man mm-hmm. yeah, bam, bam 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 and hercules in the same ring come on now but also too it's like if a babyface wins by like count out the crowd cheers because the babyface face because the baby,
2: won. The baby won yeah exactly
5: oh
2: Jesse is awesome
3: I always love that trope about man, the presence of mind to hold on to those ropes <laughs> to not eat that drop kick. A
2: veteran maneuver. Well, the presence of mind, because if not, then you're just hitting the ropes and bouncing back for no apparent reason.
3: <laughs> yeah. I remember when I was a kid watching that Hulk Hogan Ultimate Warrior match, and uh Hogan goes for the leg drop and the warrior moves <laughs> and they lost their minds. My God, what a How mo- did he move? I can't believe he moved. How did he think of that? He had him scouted. Who would have ever thought that you could get out of the way?
2: I was talking to somebody yesterday about something in the match, and they were like, oh, maybe I'm overthinking thinking It's like, dude, if you're going to think about that, then you should probably start thinking about why we're bouncing back off the ropes when we get thrown into them. <laughs> There's no reason for it. We're literally running back just because we want to get hit. So stop. <laughs> Hercules on the top
3: rope. They're still throwing garbage. Oh, man. Someone just threw something in the ring. That was Vinny wow. again.
5: He was a beast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wedgie. He'll get
2: <laughs> him. Oh, well, he'll get to the top part.
5: Stick your thumb up his butt. He'll go. God. He'll go.
3: Look at that landing. He didn't even move. Look he didn't bounce wow. or anything.
2: Just the fact he did that was great.
3: Yeah. What a finish. There you go. He got a
2: winner. Did you see how far back that rope went <laughs> It was like it was like a rubber band he almost hit the floor. <laughs> and why is Oliver Humperdink there? No reason. Yes. Look at Howard running in there, bouncing away.
4: I think Hercules Hernandez could give Brian Alvarez a run for his money as the world's palest
3: Latino. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> See, this guy's the winner. Oh, he, he wasn't awarded the victory. He was the winner. Slow mo. Slow mo. Slow mo. <laughs> what a shot. We got color. Herc's got some uh, color. That's so good. Oh, man. That's why it's the main event.
2: Hubbardig wearing a jacket that I would wear now. Actually, yes. You can pull that off. (laughs) We're going to hear the condition of that you'd wear it to get heat. (laughs) There's still more, but wait, there's more. Oh, the Hulkster interview. Boz is ready to fight. boz was huge back then man he's bigger than any guy now maybe tom brady or something but other than that i can't
4: think of a boz was a big deal i wonder if boz and jesse ever made a movie
2: together i'm sure they, i'm sure they did a tv series with piper <laughs> did they okay there you go All right. tag team <laughs> why do i feel that the finish is gonna be boz punching jesse in the face that's
4: what they would do now now sorry I, yeah yeah I fell for that
2: one.
5: Oh, look no, no. at look how small Gene is. Look at, yeah. look at this shirt.
3: <laughs> the suspenders. Nowadays, Boz would probably knock out Andre.
5: Did they hose him down? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Andre the Mennonite. Oof. <laughs> he is wet. Did he fall in a pool?
4: He was roadkill before roadkill.
5: He's demanding it. That's right. These rematches are going to be on
3: every house show loop. With Andre in his corner. Holy shit. He looks like a giant little kid. The Bundaholics. (laughs) Addicted to Bund. (laughs) Oh, Jesse's here.
2: Hard camera, Jess.
5: the size of Andre's hand. I know. Jeez. Gigantic, dude.
2: Look at Jesse. Gene taking control. All right. Thank you. Okay. So basically what we just saw was the setup for the next month house shows of Hogan versus Bundy with Andre in the corner.
4: Hogan lost the fringe. This is his third different do-rag of the night. Yeah.
3: Nasty, stinky giant. (laughs) Wharton tested.
2: (laughs) Oh, man. Yes, I'm in his corner, guys. I'm in his corner. I'm going. I'm buying my ticket. I was going to say Bosworth. What else can we get?
5: This is just
3: the. We've Vince. had everything. Yeah. Nothing. Vince. Nothing. The the 10 second wrap up.
5: <laughs> <laughs> no, <Nobody> who cares?
3: <laughs> just. just, just. To see. You know what? That wasn't the best show ever, but that was fun. It's amazing. That was a fun show. That right? was the key to Saturday Night's main event. Kerwin, it was fun. Kerwin, Blanchino Kerwin, no Kerwins.
2: Kerwin, yep. Silfies, Kerwin that's right. Kerwin still might be there. Nope, oh, he's gone. <laughs> he lasted yeah. a long time. Yeah, they actually
3: got rid of him like two years ago. Yeah, he did last forever.
2: Fucking Kerwin.
3: Site location. <laughs> wow,
2: Andre the the Mennonite here just
3: once a month productions incorporated well that answers our question there you go
5: although they do six of them a year
0: yeah the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal it probably won't go well
2: Well, all right. I mean, we saw a, a pretty fun show, like you said. It's not the best show, but that was kind of captured the vibe of uh, what sinus Main Event was. So uh, what are you guys' uh, uh, overall thoughts and impressions of the November 28th, 1987, <laughs> Season 3, Episode 5
4: of Sounders Main Event, Big Vinny V? It was a fun show. It, it was an important show, and and again, I don't know how many people you know listed this were around in nineteen in the nineteen eighties. But your weekly wrestling TV show would be nothing but squash matches. There there would be no title matches on regular TV, so you had a chance to get a world. Championship match from the company of your couch. That was a big, big deal. Right. You know, they they didn't get the finish that people wanted, but it left them wanting more. They they protected Hogan and all that. So um you saw some silliness with George Steele. You saw (laughs) a fun little brawl with uh, Hercules and Bam Bam, and you saw Savage and Brett, which was uh you know a turning point for for a lot of reasons. And uh we are we are leading up to uh the the mega powers here are gonna be a big big thing. But uh
2: yeah, that was a fun show. I'll say that. It's the epitome of 80s wrestling, which the TV was to build up the house show. That was the number one rule of TV. If you watch any, st- I went through a big uh, Stampede wrestling phase about two months ago where I watched all, and Lance and I were big fans, the 87 is probably the best year for me. Owen, Pillman, Benoit, etc. All of those shows as television shows were pretty shitty. <laughs> but what they did great was build up for next, Friday at the Pavilion, here's the main event. So this like we were talking about was uh building up a whole national house show run with Bundy versus Hogan with Andre in the corner. The finishes were terrible. The connection with the audiences were great and what I loved watching was some of the guys that sometimes you forget like Bobby Heenan. Like oh my gosh. The guys like the best ever. Like, you can say anything you want about this guy, this guy, this guy. Like, nobody could bump and do promos and get heat to me, like Bobby. Mm. Like, Cornette is great, and Jimmy's great, and and there's other guys that are great, but Bobby's Mm. next level. So when you see that and get to watch it, it was pretty cool. And to see kind of Brett's next step in the building, like Vince had an idea for him, Mm -hmm. it's pretty cool to watch that. You know. So I, I thought it was a really fun show. And I uh, really enjoyed it, and I really enjoyed watching uh, uh, Bobby and Macho Man. What do you think, Brian?
3: Well, yeah, I I uh, got started watching wrestling just a, you know, a little bit after this '88 '89. It was just a totally different business model, as as you guys have been talking about. It was you would watch the shows, nothing was happening then there would be a saturday night's main event every now and then you could just you and like i said when i watched the show i mean it wasn't like the best wrestling show but it was so fun it was such a fun hour of wrestling. fun yeah it was a party show and you come out of it and you're all jazzed and then like oh man you know there's gonna be whatever the weekly show was syndicated show and then you know there'd be a pay-per-view every four months and you just couldn't wait for this pay-per-view and they'd build it up and they'd make every match seem so important and they do the royal rumble you know here's a Five men have been announced this week. <laughs> Hercules Hernandez. You're <laughs> yeah. like, oh my God. What? Look at Hercules is in this thing. He's involved. Yeah. And you'd be so excited. And the business is so different today. You know, there are things about the business that are better today. And there are things about the business that were so much better back then. But you can't go back right. to the way it was back then. The, the whole world has changed. But man, I just, we went through, like I said, all those Saturday night's main events. It's such a fun show. Once you get into the 90s, I I seem to recall, you know, they were so not fun that we basically gave up before we finished. Yeah. The whole 80s run of Saturday Night's Main Event, like if you wanted to go through and do all of them, Mm -hmm. we would have a fun time watching all of those shows. So the other thing I want to say, one last thing is, when you watch those shows and when you watch the syndicated TV and when you watch the pay-per-views, you really realize what an absolute professional wrestling genius vince mcmahon was i think people that got into wrestling later or if you live through like the last five years and you know the big time decline i mean you think a certain thing about the guy but he was in his 70s and if you go back to this period and you watch the way that he booked and he made programs and he told the stories the little things that he did that led to bigger things down the road. I mean, he was a genius when it came to promoting and booking pro wrestling. And you see it when you go through this stuff,
2: we can do a whole of the show, but Vince is a genius. And I have hundreds of uh, reasons to back that up in his thirties and forties. This was all, and then fifties and then sixties and seventies. like at this time frame, he was focused and we all know, like, listen, if you guys want to, clean your closet i will f- clean this freaking closet and when it's clean and then next week and two weeks you kind of lose the focus but yes he is a genius he always was he still is it's just that you lose your focus a bit but at this time frame he was definitely at his peak
3: well well the other thing i want to say one other thing not even so much focus but when you think about his business in the 80s as compared to his business in the '20. 10s and actually anytime after 1999 when they went public this was during a period where he was spending his own money and everything had to work for this whole thing to be a success yeah he had to sell tickets to house shows he had to create huge stars if he didn't do this his company was going to go out of business once they went public and it became a billion dollar company It's like, ah, whatever. Throw the show together. People boo Roman. You know, I wish they wouldn't. I'll try to make them not. But who cares? It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Everything gets done differently when you don't have to worry about your company going out of business for any reason. Yeah. There was a lot more motivation in the 80s because he had to make money and he was spending and losing his own money. What do you think, Lance? Me watching these, it just reminds me why I was a fan.
5: Great call. And it was it was the energy and the fun. But the other thing, too, and we watched the show, and you mentioned about Brett always being in the moment, but it's like this entire show, everything on the show was in the moment. You could believe that that was Jesse Ventura. That was Bobby Heenan. Part of it was they were still trying to kayfabe, which is ridiculous when you see what part of the show is. But everybody was all in That what they're doing was real. Right. Regardless of why George Steele had a green tongue and couldn't talk, but had his boots tied. It didn't matter though, right? It didn't matter. They were all in. I hate using the term, but there was the WWE universe and everyone in it acted like this was real and important. I wish people would be a little more all in all the time today that we didn't always work the wink and a nod and use the real name. Nobody would have thrown a hey, Randy Poffo, how's you know, Lanny's your brother as a cheap shot in a promo to pop themselves? Yeah, they were all in, and it's like I liked it better like that.
2: But the difference to Lance is that there was no computers, there was no internet, there was no uh, uh, stewed sheets, newsletters, whatever, and that's just how it was. So I agree, there was a lot of there was a lot more innocence, maybe.
5: Yes,
4: yeah, it's
2: gonna work because listen, in the back of our heads, we would see things all the time, like, oh, I. I think I saw him say something. I remember seeing Sid say something to the Pillman. I rewound it. And like he said like clothesline or whatever. Like, oh, oh my gosh. Like that was the first, you know, or you see a guy at a house show. I remember Scott Hall gave a guy a backdrop in AWA and he looked at his partner. and he said, hold on. Do you see how high he went? Oh, that was great. Like what? That was, and my dad and I were like, does he, is he like happy? But like, so, but you didn't know for sure. Now you just go, okay. So has been an event. November 28th, 1987, and you can learn all the inside scoops. Yeah. Andre was late that night. He was drinking. Bundy didn't want to do the job. Hogan, you know what I mean? Like, we didn't know that stuff and you didn't care. Yeah. So you bought it at face
3: value. Well, the other thing too that's interesting, I've mentioned this on like a thousand shows, but it always hits me in the face. It's like back then, the promoters would call the fans these fucking marks. Yeah. But if you watched the show, it's hard to explain. Nowadays, the companies go, "Oh, you know, the fans, we respect them. They're such great fans, blah, blah, blah. But you'll watch a show and and sometimes it's like, do you think I'm a idiot? Like they do this stuff where it's like, they have no respect for me as a viewer (laughs) because of the way they do these things. But back then they actually had no respect for the fans. But if you watch the shows, they tried so hard to make sure we're not going to break kayfabe here. We got to make sure we protect the business here. We got to protect the business here. They tried so hard. Like, oh, you don't want these fans to figure it out. They actually gave these fans, while calling them fucking marks, they gave them so much credit for they might figure this out if we make one little mistake. Yeah. Whereas nowadays the story is we respect these fans so much, yeah. but then they'll just do this shit, they'll do whatever. Oh, we'll advertise this. Ah, f- come, we're not going to have the guy go there or whatever. It's <laughs> it's bizarre the way that uh, this thing goes.
5: Well, I I, th- I think it's because it's like once you know someone's in on the prank, you don't try as hard anymore. Yeah. If you're trying to run a practical joke on Vinny, it's like the three of us will kayfabe like crazy because we don't want to ruin the prank on Vinny. By
2: the way, Vinny, none of this is real. This show isn't even happening. So
5: <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Chris, Mark. <laughs> but, but but once you know, Vinny's in on the prank,
2: you don't try as well. No, you're right. And, and like I said, and the one thing we were, ne- we were never allowed to say to Vince over the last probably. Fifteen years was the word mark. Hmm. They're not marks. There are there are fans. Hmm. Listen, this has been a great time, a great show, and I really enjoyed. I, I like I said, I loved watching Night's main event, and so I think we should do more of these because it's fun. It takes you back to a time when we didn't know for sure. Like you guys are watching uh, Big Vinny V and Brian on the other side of being a little bit younger. Lance and I were watching. We didn't know for sure. Is this real? Is this not real? Like kind of new, but didn't really know. It takes us back to like you said, Lance. This is how I became a true fan of wrestling because I bought into it a thousand percent. I was the mark <laughs> I bought in. I didn't have any money. I couldn't spend anything. I might buy a ticket for the show to Winnipeg for eight bucks in the 17th row, but to watch I bought everything. Oh my God. King Kong Bundy's got Andre the Giant in his corner. What's Hogan going to do? Like, you still had that innocence where you bought into it, right? Like, it was kind of a thing. So it was cool to watch. Absolutely. We'll have to do it again, guys. Next time uh, Lance or Brian picks the show. (laughs)
4: Yes. (laughs) I love you guys carry the burden of uh, providing entertainment. It
2: turned out
3: fine, Whitney. It turned out fine.
2: (laughs) It was a great time, guys. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll do this again in a few months. Well, thank you. Thank you. Cool, thanks.